We welcome you to another edition of Solace, Soul Plus Grief. I'm Candy Lucas, your host. When we started this ministry, we'd hoped to reach those who were grieving and accompany them on their journeys with prayers, reflections, scripture, and other writings that could lead them more easily on their grief journeys. We're brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries in the Diocese of San Jose. Remember, you're always welcome in our circle of healing love and support. How does God prepare us for grief? How do we prepare ourselves? When a death is near, right around the corner, or hovering nearby, do we rehearse it emotionally so the shock of it will be lessened? Today I share some thoughts on pre-grief using reflections from Rilke and Hafiz. We consider this condition as we ripen into grief. I have come into this world to see this. I have come into this world to see this. The sword dropped from men's hands, even at the height of their arc of anger. Because we finally realize there is just one flesh to wound, and it is His, the Christ's, our beloved. I have come into this world to see this. All creatures hold hands as we pass through this miraculous existence we share on the way to even a greater being of soul. A being of just, ecstatic light, forever entwined at a play with him. I have come into this world to hear this. Every song the earth has sung since it was conceived in the divine's womb and began spinning from his wish. Every song by wing and fin and hoof. Every song by hill and field and tree and woman and child. Every song of stream and rock. Every song of tool and lyre and flute. Every song of gold and emerald and fire. Every song the heart should cry with magnificent dignity to know itself as God. For all other knowledge will leave us again in want and aching. Only imbibing the glorious sun will complete us. I have come into the world to experience this. Men so true to love they would rather die before speaking an unkind word. 
and so true their lives are His covenant. The Promise of Hope I have come into this world to see this. The sword dropped from men's hands even at the height of their arc of rage. Because we have finally realized there is just one flesh we can wound. What binds families together in grief? Is it a shared experience with the departed one? Is it a time in the particular life of those that share grief who understand its meaning in a new and different way? No one can know for sure. Each heart bears its own sorrow, its own particular grief, its own nuances, memories, and designs. What we can learn from that experience is that our grief response is as unique as we are. It is as different as our relationships are. I am too alone in this world, and yet not alone enough to consecrate every hour. I am too small in this world, and yet not little enough to be present before you like a thing, dark and clever. I want my will, and want to attend to my willing, all the way to my doing. And what I want, in such calm and somehow hesitant times, when something draws near, is to be among the wise, or else alone. I want to mirror you, always in full form, and never want to be blind or too old to hold your heavy, wavering image. I want to show myself... Nowhere do I want to be stooped in stature, because that would be for me a lie. And I want my perception to hold true before you. I want to describe myself like a painting I once gazed upon, long and near, like a word I understood, like a poem I polished, like my daily tankard, like my mother's face, like a ship that carried me safely through the deadliest storm. How do we prepare for the death of a loved one? We rehearse it. How does God ready us? 
and ripen us into this experience. When death is near, when death is imminent, when death is right down the lane. My sisters and I have very different relationships with our father. He's 94 years old. And away from him, we talk about his dying. Once a year ago, when he seemed especially ill and near the end, we talked about it with him. For I'm in the middle of the country in the fall, celebrating my father's 94th birthday with my son and my grandchildren and my sister. And I am struck by the pre-grieving that's occurring. My father, in his own way, is grieving for the end of his life by refusing to let go of the best parts of it. He tells the story over and over and over again. He talks about writing about his life and the things he did, the things he accomplished, and it seems like he's stuck somewhere back in time. But I'm starting to understand that. But now it comes up a lot. Things mean more to him. Or things are different for him than we recount. And of course, we experienced him as daughters. And he experienced us as father. And I'm not sure that's a gulf any of us can cross. Because someone once desired you, I know that we too may desire you. Even if we renounce all depths. When gold lies deep in the mountains and no one's there to dig for it. One day the river brings it to the surface. Reaching in stillness into the stones. Into their fullness. Even when we don't desire God ripens. This pre-grief is colored by the fact that I have to travel 2,000 miles to see him. But to see him in the flesh seems really important. And of course, Because he's 94, it's not strange to think, will this be the last time? And now I am filled with this sense of foreboding. This may be the last time I see him. And how do I want to remember him? I already don't want to remember him the way he is now. He's a different father than the one I knew growing up. 
a different father than I knew when I got married, a different father than I knew when I had children and grandchildren, his grandchildren. And I listened to my sisters talk about him, and in a way, we're all talking about a different person. I don't know if any of this makes any difference at all, but it does make me acutely aware that he will soon be gone from us. And so I think back and wonder, is there anything else I need to say to him? Is there anything else I need to do for him? Since my time in hospice, I realized how important it is to be at the bedside, and I was at my mother's side when she died. And I hope I will be able to be there when it's his turn. But realistically, that might not happen. And so I have pre-grief for that. How do we prepare for the death of a loved one? How does God ready us and ripen us into this experience? When death is near, when death is imminent, when death is right down the lane. This has been another episode of Solace, Soul Plus Grief. Thank you for listening. To help support us, please subscribe at Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. I'm Candy Lucas, your host, aftercare coordinator at Catholic Cemeteries, palliative care chaplain, and spiritual director. You can reach us at the email or phone number in the show notes. Remember, be good to yourselves and go with God. Bye, con Dios.